got it lit up nice in there. I said, thank you. Uh-huh. It's lit up. <laughs> it looks nice. Oh, it's shiny. <laughs> mm -hmm. That oiled skin. Yeah, it look, you look nice. It's Sometimes I dabble in, but I really use Booming Your Face products. Our own beauty care line, you know. All right. You, mm -hmm. you could you could be your own beauty care model. Mm -hmm. You know, modeling is in my repertoire <laughs> oh, of things. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> you like the picture I put up? It's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's pretty. Mm -hmm. Nice picture. Good evening. Evening. Hey, baby girl. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. Good year to you. Hey, James. Hey, hey James. Hello. Happy New Year again. Yes, Happy New Year. Mm -hmm. Judges, 8 through 11. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be touching on the new year, new inspiration, new turn, new drive. Minutes for um, others to join. I think Maria will be joining us. Okay. I'm going to start with our musical selection tonight. Never be more loved than I am right now. I love you, are in you always been enough. I will be content even in this in every circumstance. Before we get into our Bible study, I said I wanted to touch on this year's New Year thoughts, prayers, and motivation for this year. Things to come. Now I'm going to read from the 1 Corinthians 3rd chapter, verses 22 to 23. Things to come. All are yours, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God. Think about that. Things to come. God spoke about these things. These words are frightening to those who do not know Christ. Mm -hmm. Things to come. People all around the face of the future with fear and trembling don't know Christ. They don't know that the God is going to be there. Jesus is going to be there for you to move forward. They feel a deep sense of despair and hopelessness with the rise of crime, the internet, tragedies, war, terrorism, death, destruction, all these things that go on in our everyday living. We see the killings, we see the bombings, we see all the turmoil going on around the world, mm -hmm. but they don't see the Christ in it. Christ is gonna cover all these things and keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So as we face this new year, be inspired, be motivated to do courageous things that you never thought of before. Move forward in faith and know God has you. He's already wrote about it, things to come. Amen? Amen. All right, so let us pray. Heavenly Father, let that message touch on just a part of what is to come this year for others and that they know that as long as they keep you first that everything that they desire in their heart will prosper it will become real in their life it will follow them but they have to have faith walk in faith and not in fear people fear is there it is not of god that is just to stop you from the next step may the reading of tonight's word be an enlightenment to everyone that we build our relationship closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Amen. James, you start off, Doreen, and then myself. Now the Ephraimites asked Gideon, why have you treated us like this? 
Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? And they challenged him vigorously. But he answered them, What have I accomplished compared to you? Aren't the gleanings of Ephraim's grapes better than the full grape harvest of Abizer? God gave Oreb and Zeb, the Midianite leaders, into your hands. What was I able to do compared to you? At this, their resentment against him subsided. Gideon and his three hundred men, exhausted yet keeping up the pursuit, came to the Jordan and crossed it. He said to the men of Succoth, Give my troops some bread. They are worn out, and I am still pursuing Zeba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. But the officials of Sukkoth said, Do you already have the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna in your possession? Why should we give bread to your troops? Gideon replied, Just for that, when the Lord has given Ziba and Zalmunna into, into my hand, I will tear your flesh with the desert thorns and, and bears. From there, he went up to the Pinel Pino, yes, and made the same request, same request of them. But they answered as the men of Sukkoth had. So he had to. He so he said to the men of Pinal, "When I return in triumph, I will tear down this tower." Now Zabath and Zamuna were in Karkar with a force of about fifteen thousand men, all that were left of the Amorites of the eastern people. A hundred and twenty thousand swordmen had fallen. Gideon went up to the route of the Normans east of the Nuba and Jogbana and attacked the unsuspecting army. Zabath and Zomana and two kings of Median fled, but he pursued them and captured them, routing their entire army. Gideon, son of Josh of Joash, then returned from the battle by the pass of heroes. He caught a young man of Sukkoth and questioned him. And the young man wrote down for him the names and 70, 77 officials of Sukkoth and the elders of the town. Then Gideon came and said to the men of Sukkoth, Here and Ziba and Zimuna, about whom who you taught me by saying, Do you already have the hands of Ziba and Zalmuna in your possession? Why should we give bread to your exhausted men? He took the elders of the town and taught the men of Sukkoth a lesson by punishing them with desert thorns and barrier. He also pulled down the tower of Pinal and killed the men of the town. Then he asked Ziba and Zalmuna, what kind of men do you kill? Did you kill at Tabar? Men like you? They answered, each one with the bearing of a prince. Gideon replied, those were my brothers, the sons of my mo own mother. As surely as the Lord lives, if you had spared their lives, I would not kill you. Turning to Jephthah, his oldest son, he said, kill them. But Jether did not draw his sword because he was only a boy and was afraid. Ziba and Zalmuna said, come do it yourself. As is the man, so is his strength. So Gideon stepped forward and killed them and took the ornaments off their camel's neck. The Israelites said to Gideon, rule over us, you, your son, and your grandson, because you have saved us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon told them, I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Mm -hmm. And he said, I do have one request, that each of you give me an earring from your share of the plunder. It was the custom of the Ishmaelites to wear gold earrings. They answered, we'll be glad to give them. So they spread out a garment, and each of them threw a ring from his plunder onto it. The weight of the gold rings he asked for came to 1,700 shekels, not counting the ornaments, dependents, and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian, or the chains that were on their camels' necks. Gideon made the gold into an ephod, which he placed in Oprah, his town. All Israel prostituted themselves by worshiping it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his family. All right. The weight of that jewelry is about 43 pounds. Wow. But you be careful what you ask for. They asked him to step forward and be a man, and he did, and he killed them. Mm. Thus Midian was 
um, subdued before the Israelites and they did raise its head again. During Gideon's lifetime, the land had peace 40 years. Jerob, Balaz, son of Joash, went back home to live. He had 70 sons on his own, for he had many wives. His concubine who lived in Shisham also um, bore him a son, whom he named Abilene. Gideon, son of Joash, died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of his father, Joash, an orphan of the Emirates. So sooner had Gideon died, then the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up the blah blah birth as their God and did not remember the Lord their God who had rescued them from over their hand of all their enemies on every side. They also failed to show the loyalties to their family of Gerard, Balaam, that is Gideon, in spite of all the good things he had done for them. And this is why I say loyalty is the most important thing that you can expect from anyone around you, is loyalty. This man has given his life, protected these people. God has blessed them yet again with a warrior to protect them and keep them in safe peace for 40 years. And yet, the minute this man dies, no one steps up to be righteous they just step up to follow a different god automatically mm. going on to top of nine abimelech son of jerubal went to his mother's brothers in shechem and said to them and to all his mother's clan ask all the citizens of shechem which is better for you to have all of 70 all 70 of jerubal's sons rule over you or just one man remember i am your flesh and blood when the brothers repeated all this to the citizens of shechem they were inclined to follow abimelech for they said he is related to us they gave him 70 shekels of silver from the temple of balbareth and abimelech used it to hire reckless scoundrels who became his followers he went to his father's home in ophrah and on one stone murdered his 70 brothers the sons of jerubal but jotham the youngest son of jerubal escaped by hiding then all the citizens of shechem and beth Milo gathered beside the great tree at the pillar of shechem to crown abimelech king when gotham was told about this he climbed up on the top of the mountain jerusalem and shouted to them listen to me citizens of shechem so that God may listen to you. One day the trees went out to anoint a king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, be our king. Be the olive tree answered, should I give up my oil by which both gods and humans are honored to hold sway over the trees? Next, the tree said to the fig tree, come and be our king. But the fig tree replied, should I give up my fruit so good and sweet to hold sway over the trees? Then the trees said to the vine, come be our king. But the vine answered, should I give up my wine, which cheers both gods and humans to hold sway over the trees? Finally, all the trees said to the thorbush, come and be our king. The thorbush said to the trees, if you really want to anoint me king, anoint me king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, then let fire come out of the thorbush and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Have you acted honorably in good faith by making a bleak king? Have you been fair to Jerubal and his family? Have you treated him as he deserves? Remember that my father fought for you and risked his life to rescue you from the hand of Midian. But to the day you have revoked against my father's family, you have murdered his 70 sons on a single stone and have a bleak, and have made a bleak the son of his female slave, king over the citizens of, you said Shachem, because he is relative, related to you. So you have acted honorably in God's faith to the toward Jeru Baal and his family today. If you may oblique be your joy, and you may be his too. But if you have not, let fire come out the bleak and consume you, the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milio, 
and let the fire come out from you, the citizens of Shechem, Beth Milio, and consume Abu. Then Jotham fled, escaping to Beer, and he lived there because he was afraid of his brother Abimelech. After Abimelech had governed Israel three years, God stirred up animosity between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem so that they acted treacherous, treacherously against Abimelech. God did this in order that the crime against Jerubal's 70 sons, the shedding of their blood, might be avenged on their brother Abimelech and on the citizens of Shechem, who had helped him murder his brothers. In opposition to him, these citizens of Shechem set men on the hilltops to ambush and rob everyone who passed by, and this was reported to Abimelech. Now Gal, son of Ebed, moved with his clan into Shechem, and the citizens gathered the grapes and trodden them, and the citizens put their confidence in him. After they had gone out in the fields and gathered the grapes and trodden them, they held a festival in the temple of their god. While they were eating and drinking, they cursed Abimelech. Then Gal, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech, and why should we Shechemites be subject to him? Isn't he Jerubal's son, and isn't Zebul his deputy? Serve the family of Hamer, Shechem's father. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only these people were under my command, then I would get rid of him. I would say to Abimelech, call out your whole army. Wow. Treachery all over. Mm -hmm. When Zabul, the governor of the city, heard what Gal, son of Ebed, said, he was very angry. Undercover, he sent messengers to Abimelech, saying, Gal, son of Ebed, and his clan have come to Shechem and are staring up the city against you. Now then, during the night, you and your men should come and lie in wait in the fields. In the morning at sunrise, advance against the city. When Gal and his men come out against you, seize the opportunity to attack them. So Abimelech and all his troops set out by night and took up concealed positions near Shechem in four companies. Now Gal, son of Ebed, had gone out and was standing at the entrance of the city gate, just as Abimelech and his troops came out from their hiding place. When Gal saw them, he said to Zebul, look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. Zebul replied, you mistake the shadows of the mountains for men. But Gal spoke up again, look, people are coming down from the central hill and the company is coming from the direction of the diviner's tree. Then Zebul said to him, Where's your big talk now? You who said, who is, Ab you say it's Abilene, that sh we should be subject to him. Aren't these your men that, rock, that are ridiculed? Go out and fight them. So Gal led out the citizens of Shechem and fought Abilene. Abilene chased them all over the way of the entrance of the gate, and as many were killed as they fled. Then Amalek stayed in Arma, and Zabli <laughs> drove Gal and his clan out of Shechem. The next day, the people of Shechem went out to the fields, and they were reported to Abilene. So he took the men, divided them into three companies, and set an ambush in the field. When he saw the people coming out of the city, he rose to attack them. Abilene and the companies were him rushed to rush forward as a position at the entrance of the city gate. The two companies attacked those in the field and struck them down. All that day, Abilene pressed his attack against the city until he kept till he had captured and killed its people. Then he destroyed the city and scattered salt salt over it. On hearing this, the citizens in the Tower of Shechem went into the stronghold of the Temple of El Bereth. When Abimelech heard that they had assembled there, he and all his men went up Mount Zalman. He took an axe and cut off some branches, which he lifted to his shoulders. He ordered the men with him, Quick, do what you have seen me do. So all the men cut branches and followed Abimelech. They piled them against the stronghold and set it on fire, with the people still inside. So all the people in the Tower of Shechem, about a thousand men and women, also died. Next, Abimelech went to Thebes and besieged it and captured it. Inside the city, however, was a strong tower to which all the men and women, all the people of the city, had fled. They had locked themselves in and climbed up on the tower roof. Abimelech went to the tower and attacked it, but as he approached the entrance to the tower to set it on fire, a woman dropped an upper millstone on his head and cracked his skull. Mm. Harried, he called to his armor barrier, draw your sword and kill me so that they can't say a woman killed him. So his servant ran him through, and he died. 
When the Israelites saw that Amalek was dead, they went home. Thus God repaid the wickedness that Amalek had done to his father by murdering his 70 brothers. God also mm. made the people of Shechem pay for all their wickedness. The curse of Gotham, son of Jerobal, came on them. After the time of Abelik and a man of Essachar named Tola, son of Pua, the son of Do Dodo Rose, to save Israel, he lived in Shammah in the hill of the country of Ephraim. He led Israel 23 years, then he died. He was buried in Shema. He was followed by Jar of Gilead, who led Israel 22 years. He had 30 sons who rode 30 donkeys. They controlled 30 towns of Gilead, which is the day had called Habith Jar. When Jar died, he was buried in Kaman. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They served the Baals and the Ashtoreths and the gods of Aram, the gods of Sinon, the gods of Moab, the gods of Ammonites, and the gods of Philistines. And because the Israelites forsook the Lord and no longer served him, he became angry with them. He sold them into the hands of the Philistines and the Ammonites, who that year shattered and crushed them. For eighteen years they oppressed all the Israelites on the east side of the Jordan in Gilead, the land of the Amorites. The Ammonites also crossed the Jordan to fight against Judah, Benjamin, and Aphraim. Israel was in great distress. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, We have sinned against you, forsaking our God and serving the Baals. The Lord replied, When the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sidonians, the Amorites, and the Manites oppressed you, and you cried to me for help, did I not save you from their hands? But you have forsaken me and served other gods, so I will no longer save you. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. But the Israelites said to the Lord, we have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. Then they got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord, and he could bear Israel misery no longer. When the Ammonites were called to the arms of the camp in Gilead, the Israelites assembled and camped to Mizpah. The leaders of those of Gilead said to each other, whoever will take the lead in attacking the Ammonites will be head will head over and who live in Gilead. Jephthah in Gil Giladad was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead, his mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also bore him sons. When they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled, fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. Sometime later, when the Ammonites were fighting against Israel, the elders of Galilee went to, the, went to Jephthah from the land of Tob. Come, they say, be our commanders so we can fight, fight the Ammonites. Jephthah said to them, didn't you hate me and drive me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to him, Nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with, <laughs> come with us to fight the Ammonites, and you will be head over all of us who live in Gilead. Jephthah answered, Suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head? The elders of Gilead replied, The Lord is our witness. We will certainly do as you say. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and commander over them. And he repeated all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Then Jephthah sent messengers to the Ammonite king with the question, What do you have against me that you have attacked my country? The king of the Ammonites answered, Jephthah's messengers, when Israel came up out of Egypt, they took away my land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, all the way to the Jordan. Now give it back peaceably. Jephthah sent back messengers to the Ammonite king saying, this is what Jephthah says, Israel did not take the land of Moab or the land of the Ammonites, 
But when they came up out of Egypt, Israel went through the wilderness to the Red Sea and on to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messages to the king of Edom saying, give us permission to go through your country. But the king of Edom would not listen. They sent also to the king of Moab and he refused. So Israel stayed at Kadesh. Next, they traveled through the wilderness, skirted the land of Edom and Moab, passed along the eastern side of the country of Moab and camped out on the other side of the Aaron. They did not enter the territory of Moab for the Aaron was its border. The Israel's sent messengers to Shahan, king of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon. He said to him, let us pass through the country to our own place. Um, Sahan, whoever did not trust Israel, they passed through his territory. He mustered all his troops and encamped at Jahaz and fought with Israel. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sahan and his whole army into Israel's hand. They defeated them. Israel took over all the land of the Amorites who lived in that country, capturing all of all of it from the Amnon to the Joppa and from the desert up to the Jordan. Now, since the Lord, the God of Israel, has driven to the Amorites over before his people of Israel, what right have you taken taken it over? Will you not take what your God Shamish gives you? Likewise, whatever the Lord of God has given us, we will possess us. Are you... Are you any better than Balak, son of Zippar, king of Moab? Did he ever quarrel with Israel or fighting with them? For 300 years, Israel occupied Heshbon, Harar, the surrounding settlements and all the towns along the Ermon. Why did you retake them during that time? I have not wronged you, but you are doing me wrong by waging war against me. Let the Lord judge, decide and dispute this day between the Israelites and the Ammonites. The king of Ammon, however, paid no attention to the message Jephthah sent him. Then the spirit of the Lord came on Jephthah. He crossed Gilead and Manasseh, passed through Mizpah of Gilead, and from there he advanced against the Ammonites. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord. If you give the Ammonites into my hands, whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me, when I return in triumph from the Ammonites, will be the Lord's, and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Then Jephthah went over to the to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gave them into his hands. He devastated twenty towns from Aurora to the vicinity of Minith as far as Abel Karimim, thus Israel subdued Ammon. When Jephthah returned to his home in Mezbah, who should come out to meet him but his daughter, dancing to the sound of timbrels? She was an only child, except for her, he had neither son nor daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and cried, Oh no, my daughter, you have brought me down and I am devastated. I have made a vow to the Lord that I cannot break. My father, she replied, you have given your word to the Lord. Do to me just as you promised. Now that the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the Ammonites, but grant me this one request, she said. Give me two months to roam the hills and weep with my friends because I will never marry. Mm. Mm -hmm. You may go, he said. And he let her go to, for two months. She and her friends went into the hills and wept because she would never marry. After the two months, she returned to their father and he did to her as he vowed. And she was a virgin. From, his, from the comes of Israelite tradition, they each year the young women of Israel go out for four days to commemorate the daughter of Jephthah, the Gilead. Oh, amen. 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 <laughs> All right, we're gonna run it back, huh? Uh, right. <laughs> All right. As we wrap up, I'm gonna just say again about things to come. Corinthians one, we went over. 
chapter 3, 22 to 23, about things to come. It's already yours. God has already ordained for you. The belief is out there and the ones that haven't been saved. If you haven't been saved as yet and you're listening to my voice, come seek God. Be saved. Give your life to Christ and join the family. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today's service. Thank you for the many spirits that have gathered to join in your name, Lord, that we uplift you and we speak the gospel in your word, learning and finding about our history and spreading it to others so they'll know as well. May everyone start this new year afresh and anew with more passion than ever and more drive to seek more answers about you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.